Section number 54 of Lives of the Most Remarkable Criminals Who Have Been Condemned and Executed for Murder, The Highway, Housebreaking, Street Robberies, Coining, or Other Offenses, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Most Remarkable Criminals Who Have Been Condemned and Executed, Volume 1. Edited by Arthur L. Hayward. Section 54. The Life of James Harmon, Highwayman James Harmon was the son of a merchant in the city of London, who took care to furnish his son with such an education as enabled him, when about fourteen years of age, to be removed from the university. His behavior there was like that of too many others, spent in diversities instead of study, and in progression of vice instead of improving in learning. After having been there about three years, and having run into such debts as he saw no probability of discharging, he was forced to leave it abruptly, and his father, much grieved at his behavior, bought him an ensign's commission in the army, where he continued in Jones's regiment till it was disbanded. Then, indeed, being forced to live as he could, and the assistance of friends, though large, yet no way suited to his expenses, he became so plunged in debt and other misfortunes that he was in necessity of going over to the mint, where, reflecting on his own follies, he became very reserved and melancholy. He would probably have quite, quite altered his course of life if opportunity had offered, or if he had not fallen in that company, which by a similarity of manner induced him to fall into the commission of such crimes, as probably not have otherwise entered his head. The fact which he and the before-mentioned Davids committed was their first and last attempt, but Mr. Harmon all the time he lay under sentence without suffering himself to be assumed by expectations of success from those endeavors which he knew his friends used to save his life, accustomed himself to the thoughts of death, performing all the duties requisite from a person of his condition for atoning the evils of a misspent life, and making his peace with that being from whom he had received so great a capacity of doing well, and which he had so much abused. Having spent the whole time of his confinement after this manner, he did not appear in any degree shocked or confounded when his name being to the death warrant left him no room to doubt of what must be his fate. At the place of execution he appeared not only perfectly easy and serene, but with an air of satisfaction that could arise only from the peace he enjoyed within. Being asked if he had anything to say to the people, he rose up and turning towards them said, I hope you will all make that use of my being exposed to you as a spectacle which the law intends and by the sight of my death avoid such acts as may bring you hither, and with the same justice that they do to me. He suffered about the twenty-fifth year of his age, the 28th of August, 1724, at Tyburn. End of section 54